You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. Hi, everyone. I have kind of a special episode today in that I have more than one guest. This is a roundtable discussion on parenting as artists. My guests are my husband, actor Frankie J. Alvarez, and friends and fellow Juilliard alums, actors Kathleen McNenny and Boyd Gaines. Kathleen now teaches at Juilliard, which is where Frankie and I had met her as students years ago. And I had asked her to come on the podcast, and she suggested we get our husbands involved for this parenting discussion, and I'm so glad that she did. They have a daughter who is about to graduate college. And as I think most of you know, Frankie and I have a 19-month-old daughter. And this was just really fun to record together. We're at such different ends of the parenting spectrum. Um, And as you can hear in the conversation, raising a family in the arts depends so much on having the support of your community. And I couldn't be more grateful to have Kathleen and Boyd as part of ours. We recorded this on Monday, March 9th. Um, And I've been working from home since Wednesday the 11th, so it actually happened right before everything really started to shift. And I'm glad we were able to um, be together in person before sheltering in place. I hope you're all well and safe and healthy and staying home. And I hope you enjoy the 155th episode of The Compass. Okay, so let's just start. I want to start a little differently. I usually start by asking, what do you do to try to keep from going to the dark side as an artist? That's the first question I always ask. But today, in our special edition episode, um, Parenting in the Arts, (laughs) with the four of us, um, I feel like maybe we should start a little bit by just saying like where we all are in that, that journey, just to get started. Well, in in our journey, our daughter just came home from college uh, two days ago. She is going to be 22 on March 22nd. Wow. Um, And so she's just about to graduate from college in three months. That's where we are in our journey with our daughter. And where are you in yours? (laughs) Cecilia just turned 18 months. Um, I just went away to the Denver Center to do a play. So I'm in two two weeks of being at home uh, before I go off to Two River to do another play. So... We're in the middle of that, uh, you know, You're raising a raising a baby, and also dealing with going away for jobs and and figuring that out for the first time. For really, the first this time. is the first time we've had to deal with that. That's right. 
Um, okay, well, now that that's been established. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as parents who are artists, when I ask that question, what do you do to keep from trying to go to the dark side? What, what does that make you think of? What do you think that is for you now? Art drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, with children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing like a lot of paraphernalia around. Right. A lot of puff, puff, pass, I guess. Yeah. Right? You're sharing. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> no, the, the dark side is ever present. It's just what you do to negotiate that day, hmm. I think. I mean, sometimes you have patches of, of more than that where th things are... are even flowing, but I just think it's part and parcel of being an artist. Right. Is that, you, I mean, how many artists have you met who were happy-go-lucky? And <laughs> It's interesting. I, I'm curious how you, um, you know, because it was such a big decision for us when we, it was uh, having a child was so wrapped up also in our, whether or not we were actually even going to stay together as a couple. Wow. Because I really wanted to be a mother. I knew it's something that I really, really wanted. And Boyd wasn't so sure. He wasn't sure that he wanted to be a parent. And I hated parents. <laughs> he liked children. He I didn't like children, parents. I but I really hated parents. <laughs> I didn't want to become one. one. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and I'm sure you had that conversation when you were dating. Yeah, well, it got to the point where we actually went to therapy together to actually decide whether or not this actually was something that we thought we could do together or wanted to do together. And it was never a question of whether or not we wanted to get married because it's such a much bigger commitment to have a child together than it is to intertwine your lives together. You just can get a divorce and separate, whatever. But mm -hmm. you have a child together, now you're tied together for the rest of your life. So that was a really big decision. And and I remember we were on a trip to Italy and... Um, and Boyd turned to me and he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, okay, yeah, I'm in, well, I'm in. And I went, lay down, let's go. <laughs> he was, <laughs> yeah, he was like, right. don't you want to get married first? I went, nope, I'm not going to no. give you any no, time to said, change your mind. No, she said, you'll stall. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're in Italy, right? Yeah, why not? That's why not? A, why not? Why not? But it didn't, it didn't happen instantaneously. It took us three months, which I thought was forever. But, uh, yeah, the best journey of Nice three months. Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it took That's us. That's about it took us, too. Yeah, it took us three months. That's right. Well, what changed your mind? Well, part of it was where I was uh, in terms of work and commitment. I spent, you know, so much energy making decisions that I go, well, is this going to be good for me in my work or is this going to be bad for me in my work and i finally went that's such bullshit yeah <laughs> it only took me 45 years to figure that out but I, yeah i was i wanted something else to be more important than than the work than the work or or the getting of work or the or the work even you know just the work itself right because right. 90 of the gig is looking for the work, right? Oh, and that's, yeah, that's a full-time really job. Do. That's our full-time job. That's a full-time job. Full to look job. for work. Yeah. And it's so exhausting and draining. And then the thought of, oh, raising a child, that brings its own pressures and ex its own exhaustion and its own drain. But my God, is it invigorating for, for, for your life. And then it feeds into the work, right? Well, I, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I always say that my work, I literally and figuratively was cracked open. Right. Mm. To have the baby, you know, there had to be some space made for that thing to come out. Right. But yeah. also my heart and my, you know, the way I went was also, and so my work changed, I felt as well. Um, and I also, also, it's, it's weird. I always tell, um, 
uh, my students were all Juilliard people sitting here, which is interesting too, hmm. um, that, uh, that babies bring their own money. I they remember you telling us that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a Cuban version too. We're waiting. Que los vienen con un pedazo de pan. They come with a with a piece of bread, right? Yes, that's right. Thing. I think they take care of themselves. Right, and I'm still waiting yeah. for that baker. He hasn't yeah, knocked exactly. on the door. Yeah, exactly. Don't smell the bread in the oven yet, but that's right. Yeah. Hopeful. Well, I, I somehow managed to get both a National Network commercial and a pilot within oh my gosh. A, like a month of her being born. Wow. That's incredible. Really fast. And and shipping my breast milk home in dry ice <laughs> it was like, because the pilot, I could, couldn't fly with the, with the baby and Boyd and his mom were at home. And, mm. and there was some PA, I said, he's going to write a book someday saying my first job was shipping this actress's <laughs> breast milk home in dry, dry ice so that she, you know, while I shot the pilot. Anyway, it was like very weird. That's incredible. Um, well, for us, I, I mean, I always, we both always knew we wanted to be parents and that, that was part of what made him so attractive to me was I knew he would be a great dad, but we started dating in school. We were together in school for like three years before I graduated and then he graduated. So we definitely were together for a very long time before deciding to get married and then eventually deciding to have a kid. And I feel like for, it was five years together, uh, like a year and a half engaged and we got married around the seventh year. Um, and then it was maybe 10 years until, right? 10 years total until we had sex. Yeah, right? not 10 more years. <laughs> not 10 more years. Right, right, right. 10 years total. But yeah, it was, we... we, we but I think the thing... Yeah, go ahead. I think it was kind of clearer for me as a woman that biologically there comes a point where you're like, well, I don't know if it's going to continue to be easy to have a kid. And we were both about to turn 35. Yeah. So well, actually, it was around when she turned thirty-two, and I had done this show on HBO for a couple of years that was canceled. And uh, right when the show finished, I just thought, okay, I know we're ready. I feel it. And she told me she was ready, and I felt it too. <clears throat> but the fear of money, the fear of stability, uh, these questions that you were asking about the work as well. And I thought, let me just get the next thing, you know. And I was surrounded by really great actors who were working. And I just thought it would be the same for me. And it's five years later. I still haven't found that next series regular. I've been lucky to work on other things. But that money never came. Right. Two years after that, we were at 34. And then we were right. that's, that's when we sort of looked at each other. And we were like, well. So I guess we did fall into that camp of for a couple of years, putting, putting that on ourselves. of like, let's wait to be financial. The next financial windfall. Wait for the right There is no which right made, time. Which made Correct. me very unhappy at the time. Like I don't know if I could articulate that to myself, but I was dealing with a lot of unhappiness about it. Um, and then we finally just decided to go for it. And it's as soon as she was born and since the year and a half since then, we've said to each other so many times, like, we should have done it sooner. She's right. so Why great. Wait? <laughs> right. But then it would have been a different kid. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, That's right. It would have been so a it all worked baby. out. Yeah. But yeah. we've definitely said that. It's like we would have been we're doing it now without the financial windfall and it's fine. Yeah, you do figure it out. And also the thing that I love about this community is that I do feel like there are lots of arms to pick that baby up for you. I can go to yeah. any audition and take her with and go, here, hold my kid while I go in and do this. And, you know, you can, and, and there are, you know, how many of us have been in shows where there's someone nursing in another room or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's a way of, of the community helping each other because we all know it's hard. We know that it's, it takes, <laughs> that we have very, very unpredictable lives. That's right. Um, which I, I remember Leslie, uh, you know, she used to some, you know, you'll, you'll find this out when she was little a lot, she would go, now who's picking me up today? 
What's happening today? What's the schedule today? Because it would change as the day would go on. Mm. Right. Particularly for me, I would be like, I, I had a more um, chaotic life because I, I auditioned so much. Boyd has pretty steady work um, all the, when Leslie was yeah. growing up. Yeah, you had very steady work all the time when she was little. So you would have you would have your play you would do in the evening, and then I would just run around trying to get something, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> just auditioning all the time. So it sometimes made for her to have like you know not knowing when I was you know okay I'll see you at three, and then someone would call and say you need to quit go back and do whatever, and then I'd be like so and so can you pick Leslie up, and a new different person would be there to to grab her. Right. Did you feel any? blowback when you became parents because there there can be sometimes kind of a cynicism about well you should be putting everything into the work and oh you have kids do we need to make an allowance for you like how are you making it work I don't remember there were we had a lot of contemporaries also mm. having children friends and acquaintances so I think I, rem I think that took precedence over any naysayers. Hmm. And you know, it's, I find that an interesting question for you as well, because we're talking about, you know, a generation has passed from mm -hmm. when I was, you know, I remember I got a play while I was pregnant and I was really scared to say, because I didn't want to lose. I was doing Candida and playing Candida up at uh, mm -hmm. Yale Rep and I did not want it with a director I liked and a cast I liked and I wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to say, because by the time we were done, I was six months pregnant. And they had, you know, little, you know, they, but they, I, the nicest thing the director said is that he forgot that I was pregnant, <laughs> which was great, which yeah. is what, what it didn't, didn't become an issue. But I'm, you can feel that ever so slight hesitation. And I think there was, I think it's changed over time. It used to be, because I used to talk to people, you know, other people. I remember consulting some people. Do I tell them I'm pregnant? Do I audition for this? Can I audition for this pilot if I'm going to be? And, you know, there are some people that broke the way. You know, I remember, you know, um, you know, Julia Louisa, you know, Louise Dreyfus doing an entire season where they just held pillows in front of her. And there's other examples of that. Right. But I don't, I don't think it was, it was an immediate, like, I think it's you know, an evolving. It, it's still evolving, but it's interesting that you bring up that actress, right? Because she's in a position of privilege, right? right? And that, that right. hasn't always been the case. I know you had uh, Pepper Binkley on uh, mm -hmm. uh, insert episode number here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Pepper, uh, she, uh, she mostly does a lot of voiceover and audiobook stuff. And she also does you know, TV and indie film. And she uh, was very uh, forthcoming when she talked about uh, booking an indie film and it's it shooting in a couple months and she was pregnant at the time right. and in film it's a little bit different where if if that if her body type doesn't match the story that they're trying to tell they'll just replace you you right. know that's right and I think she was very scared about that and and I don't want to put words uh, into her mouth but but that was a story that she she had to tell and it was a, a perilous uh, road for her to, to walk I'm not sure if she ended up doing the job or if they ended up replacing her um, but yeah, and unfortunately, still happens. That was only within the past decade. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's as, it's a different, you know, for women. I do think it's still a right. And I, I'm, I, I would guess there might even be some issues around whether or not um, insurance insuring a pregnant woman. Mm -hmm. You know, on a, I, I have no idea. You know, but I had someone tell me, you know, again, I was testing for something and I was pregnant, and they were like, I wouldn't say anything. 
Yeah. That was the advice. I got. Don't don't say anything. Right. That's probably not going to be the thing to do. So I don't know. I don't know where 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 it's falling down. But I know as performers, as the actual people inside of it, there's a great the community. Right. Yeah, the community Correct. is great. And yeah. Have you had any sick? Well, I mean, we're just starting to deal with this. But like, um, you had any situations where you were able to advocate for yourself in a way that you were proud of, as far as like negotiating a contract or like asking mm-hmm. for the things? Oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> asking for all the yeah. things that would make it possible for you to take the job. Yep, yep. I've done it a lot. When yeah. Leslie was little, when my our daughter Leslie was little, I often would just say, "I can't do this job unless I can bring Leslie with me." So I'm going to need like an extra plane ticket to get my mother here to watch, you know, or I'm going to need an extra apartment. So my, and again, um, uh, we were extremely, extremely lucky to have parents on my, Mm. Boyd's whole family lives in California and mine lives in Montana. So they're not even close. You know, they live a long ways away. And every time we called and asked for help, they came. Wow. My sister came and and was with me a whole time when I shot a pilot in, in California. And I mean, it just, it was, um, there, it's, uh, we have an amazing, amazing support team. And if you don't have that, it is, it is ha- much, much harder. Yeah. I mean, we, we felt it as well with our community. Uh, Nick Choksi was the best man at my wedding, right? A, a mutual friend of all of ours. Nick. And, uh, yep. they have a two year old, um, and he's been an, an exceptional, uh, him and his wife, Stephanie, his brother, Andy, and his wife, Preeti, uh, they've been an exceptional community, but we have a number of actors that live in Astoria, in Actoria. They've been able to help out. They come by for two hours. I pop off to the audition. I come back. And uh, that's a question that I have, if that's okay. If I can, I'm allowed. Go for Um, it. Okay. Oh my God, the compass has two hosts. A free for all. (laughs) You're all Um, allowed to ask questions. You know, I'm curious because, uh, you know, I just did this, these, this play and I was gone for two months. I'm about to leave again for two months. But the bulk of my parenting has been once Leah's leave ended and she went back to work, it's been 8.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, daddy time, and figuring out auditions. Um, And so I'm curious, my question to the both of you was negotiating when one person was working, when one person wasn't working, and and figuring that out, the the give and take, the balance. Because right now... Lee is working the day job and is financially supporting us like a badass. <laughs> and I've been lucky enough to have these artistic opportunities, but they're not the most lucrative. And so the 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 give and take artistically right now is leaning over on on my end, and I want to be a conscious and open and supportive partner. And and I I want I want it to lean towards the other end, or ideally we're, we're both pursuing the same thing <laughs> at the same time and taking care of the family together. Right, so I'm just curious about what that balance was when Leslie was younger. Well, we've always had a deal, <laughs> an well, agreement. Boyd, Boyd works nights. Yeah, almost I mean, isn't almost always. You were in a show, always, but yeah. I, right. but to the oh, large... you're talking about plays. I sorry, yeah, yeah, I, I pictured no. you in a different outfit. All yeah, the same. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because Boyd was Boyd did these long runs a lot when Leslie right. was little, right. and so all after through the her growing process. up. Yeah. What I was going to say was that we've always had an agreement that it starts with the question, is this something you really want to do? Right. Or is it something, you know, you don't care about, but it would be good to be busy? Or, or is, it, is it something important to you? Or on the complete other side, is it so lucrative 
that we can't say no. That we can't say no, or is it so? Is, is it going to cost us so much money? You can't say yes. Hmm. So figuring out between those, we. I mean, when you got offered jobs that were inconvenient for, you still did them if you wanted them. Hmm. Well, I think, I think uh, uh, to the point that, that I think um, Frankie was asking also is that um, in terms of like how you divvy up parenting duties, Boyd was always... I'm night patrol. He's a night patrol. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it it kind of worked well because he'd come home, he'd still be wired and I would be ready... I would crash would out. So he would yeah. have to do all the bottles at night and, and anything that would happen, you know, in the, <laughs> at night, he pretty much dealt with. Um, and I would do morning and day and whatnot. And, and then this question about, you know, which is an interesting thing. I have a question for you about this. Sure. Did it ever occur to you to send Celia with Frankie to Denver? No. Would it ever, uh, ever occur to you if you got, if you got a job to leave to leave her here or would you take her with you that would depend on the job i guess but i guess she's getting to an age now where maybe i could leave her with him but would you but i don't know if i would because this was the thing that was interesting i mean if if you ask boy about what i did (laughs) is i took leslie it was never a question he never even really (laughs) sorry to say and i he never pushed back on it but i took her and I went out of town a lot when she was little. And so for long periods of time, there was only one job that I said because it was like 10 weeks and that was too long to keep, you know, because usually it was right. eight weeks or whatnot. Right. But I would go. If I went anywhere, you know, that only when she was born because she had a little health issue was it that I went to do that, shoot that pilot without her, which was ugh, horrible. I just hated oh, it. So early. But, but yeah. it is kind of, you know, it is one of those things. It's interesting, isn't it? I don't think it, it would have ever occurred to me that Boyd could just take Leslie with him and go somewhere, right. you know, or I could leave her here. I would just never have occurred to me. And yet that's, you know, I don't know how what your experience was of that, but I remember Boyd missed her first birthday because I took her. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's part of the, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. went for a good two and a half months without seeing her when she oh. was teeny. And then when you went to Australia, she... Yeah, well, that was, she was... Yeah, well, she was, she was just going to start um, uh, high school. She was high about school, to start yeah. high school. Went in London. You did a, a gig in London. We went back and forth a lot. But, wow. but yeah, but she tended to stay... Oops, sorry. She tended to stay where I was. Right. That's true. But it doesn't necessarily have to, to, to be that way, but... Did she ever voice any issues or preferences with that, or was she just used to it being that way? Once she got to that thank age God where she had Skype. an opinion. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, thank God for changed. Skype. And I remember yeah. Boyd used to make, you made tapes for her. That's what we did during yeah. this, this absence. Yeah, there's this really fun app called Marco Polo where you can uh, leave videos. Yes, 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 and yes. It's good this for people thing, that are, yeah. that are uh, long distance and yeah. uh, can keep in touch with friends that live in other cities now. But yeah, she just helpful. point at the phone and be like, Boppy. And it's like, okay, it's time to watch some Boppy videos. You yes. know? And I think it sort of satiated that. I was talking to Leslie, maybe it was yesterday, maybe, we were just saying how much she would come to visit at the theater, though. Yeah, she would come all the time. We would take her. Oh, that's so, so. She played hide-and-seek in the seats. Hide-and-seek. <laughs> she played hide-and-seek in the oh, seats. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do fun. wonder your question, I think maybe it hasn't occurred to us because she's only 18 months. Right. And because of the bottles and the nursing right. and the breastfeeding, right. you know, right now, that mommy connection is, is important. Not to say that it's always important, right? But right now, physically, it's very important, yes. right? Right. I, would, I think I would be open to it. 
And there's been an, an incredible openness to parents in the arts, actors in the arts. And I've been, I mean, I've had a, a couple workshops where I've said, hey, I, I can't do this workshop. Um, the money that you would pay me doesn't even cover half of what babysitting would be. Yeah, that's the problem. And then they've it? come back and said, what is it that you need? And I've told them and they've given it to me. And that wasn't the case always in the well, past, I'm sure, for, for y'all. And Fair Wage on Stage, I would say, was addressing this very some of these mm. very issues. Is particularly right. mothers are, are really put in binds with this because there's not, I mean, you can't pay a babysitter now. The babysitter makes more than right. you'll make doing those gigs. Yeah, totally. 20 a, an hour. Yeah. 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 No, most of those gigs, it's, it's ugly. It's yeah. Here's a uh, twenty bucks for your metro card. You know? Exactly. Oh, I, I just gave yeah. you sixteen hours. You yeah. gave me a metro card. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, we we made a very conscious decision when we decided that we were almost ready to have a kid, and our financial situation wasn't what we had imagined it would be. I decided to kind of stop doing the really flexible day jobs and to get a nine to five that would give me a paid maternity leave. So I decided, you know, I'll stop being flexible for a little while um, to do, to let us have a family. And so it worked. It worked really well, and I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of that fact. Like, we decided we wanted this, and we made it happen, but I made it happen. Right. Know? Yeah. And yeah. that's very – I'm proud of that for our family. I'm proud that I've been able to do that. The problem is now feeling a little stuck, you know, right. I'm still right. in the job. And she's a year and a half, you know. Um, so and now that I've sense of, of this job has been great for us in terms of not only financially, but but that paid leave yeah. is now a good time to maybe embark on the second baby, you know? Right. right. Do I stick around and get another right. maturity leave? Or is there, like, you know, I'm keeping my eye out on, um, you know, equity and EPAs and stuff to see if there's something that I would, care, like you were saying, like something that I would care about enough that if for me to audition and if I were to get it, if, if it would be good enough for me to quit the job, you know? Right, um, right. And if not, then is it worth it? So it's a, it's a very odd place to be, but I'm so completely happy with our family and that part of my life, and it's bringing us so much joy. Yeah. But it, I, I was telling him this the other day, and I don't think he had heard me say it exactly this way, but I somewhere subconsciously I think I told myself, like, only one of us gets to be creative at a time right now, and it's his turn. Well, <laughs> which I know is not sustainable long term. Yeah, we were we were lucky because um, Boyd was getting you know doing a lot of these long run Broadway shows, right? And it just made more sense. So sometimes I would say no to things out of town, particularly when she got into school. Just you know, I'm not whatever, and that it just made more sense because he financially was making more money than I was making. So, yeah, I mean it's it's. It's always a, a, a trade-off, but family trumps all as far as I'm concerned. Can you use a different word? Yeah, exactly. I was oh, just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Ugh. Getting but the skyline behind me. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, family's number one. Family's number one. The, but on the opposite end, you have to say, do I need this? Do I, do I really need this? And is this the job that's going to give me? And especially with plays, I mean, film and TV are usually more lucrative, so there's a different aspect of them. But you don't make much money doing plays. If Sometimes you don't make any money and you lose money. <laughs> yeah. But 
at some point during the process, you're going to say, why did I take this job? What was I thinking? <laughs> yes. And you always, I always tell actors, you always have to have, you need to know, remember why you took the job. You go, I took this job because I, what I really wanted to work on was this text or this character. I wanted to work with these actors, this theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and because there will be a time when you'll go, <laughs> yeah, it's usually the end of the second week, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say that, Boyd, because uh, being in Denver, I loved the play that I worked on. Kathleen's sister randomly. Was I know, there randomly and, was there and saw it. My sister saw him do it. Oh, you didn't tell me that. She just said I that just at the said it. Shop, I how so. funny. I figured it out. My sister, I saw this amazing play, blah blah. And then you told me Frankie had done a show in Denver, yeah. and I was like. <gasps> Hilarious. Oh my God, I think you saw the show that my friend was in. It was I, hilarious. And she I, had. I hadn't done she a play it. in three and a half years. And, uh, you know, it had gotten to a point where it's like a low paying indie film or one guest spot yeah. a year. And the rest of the time, it's bottles and nap time and the winter, the and cabin fever. And less auditioning. The, and less auditioning. And, 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 and all my life is auditioning, right? And adjusting to that being life. And uh, this play came along, it was a play lab that Richard called me in to play this part. He was like, I couldn't think of anybody oh, else to do to do this. And I've been workshopping this play for years in this role. And I've developed this relationship now with Tony Meneses, this uh, brilliant young Latino playwright who just graduated with his MFA from school. And uh, I'm about to do his, set his next play at Two River. And that was the answer to the question. It was like, well, the, the well is empty. And doing this play is going to refill the well. And Leah generously was like, well, let's do that. And also, I'm investing in, right. I'm investing in Tony, and Tony's investing in me. That's right. right. Yeah, right. that's you right. Know, it wasn't, it wasn't going he's, out of town to do any play. That's yeah. right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you just become so much more selective. Mm -hmm. I mean, you often circumstance dictate that you have to be mm -hmm. se selective. But I, I, getting back to, I, I always felt we've had a give and take about my turn, your turn, mm. in terms of. I mean, Kathleen has done a lot of things lately that, because of her incredibly busy schedule, have been, you know, juggling with 19 balls in the air. Right. Well, Kathleen is such a hustler. You have your, <laughs> <laughs> you have your 10 different teaching gigs and your fingers I'm and a, everything. I'm a curious human being. And as Boyd says, I, my ability to say no is not very strong, mm. which is Boyd's is very strong, very strong. This is why you make a good like, team. Right? Yeah, right. I can yeah. tell. And I say yes too quickly, and I try to learn from my husband to be better. I've been, I'm getting a little bit better about it, but but I go, oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, that sounds interesting. And pretty soon I'm like, oh, I've got too many things now. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And then my and then Boyd will go, you have too many things, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> but they're all interesting to me. I, you know, I, I'm, when I, you know, when I get in a dark place, it usually, the thing that I'm not good about is sitting quietly and going, you can tolerate this. I can't tolerate too well the inactivity. That's very hard for me. Boyd will say, really? That's when, that's the nice part, you know, <laughs> but I don't, I don't tolerate it too well. And so I, I will immediately begin to go, what can I do? I need to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'll start to, you know, look for things that interest me. So I don't bang too long on a door that won't open. 
Mm. Right. So I'll just go look for something that goes, if someone is offering me something over there, I go, well, that looks interesting. I'll go try that for a while. Or, oh, I think maybe I'll go do that for a little while. That looks interesting. So I, I, it's the beautiful thing about this weird life that we've built, um, that it's got a lot of variety and a lot of twists and turns. And, and I like that. I do like that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. I'd like to ask a question about your teaching. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that, you know, I've coached here and there, and I've substitute taught here and there, but I'm thinking about taking a uh, picking up a class or two in the fall. Hmm. And I wonder what it's what it's done to you, not only as an artist, but as a parent, interacting with young artists, um, how it's fed not only into the work, but then into your relationship with Leslie and, and raising her. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to answer that question because I have a lot to say, but I'm going to pass that ball to my husband because oh. Boyd has just started teaching. He oh, um, took a job at uh, Manhattan School of Music um, this year and has been teaching. And I think you would probably be a really good person to ask this because it's not, it's for me, it's, it's like I've, I, it's in my blood mm. from when I was, I've been teaching since I was a child. I don't think I ever did not, not teach something, something right. at any point in my life, my instinctive way of looking at the world is that way. I love it if it's I like I need it like a fuel, but not Boyd. So him coming to the decision to do it is yeah. much different. So, well, I'm teaching the I have taught now. I'm finished <clears throat> for the year of teaching the the seniors from the first graduating class of the, their musical theater program. Wow. Oh. Um, David we Loud, the conductor and music director is an old friend and he is the music director of the program and so he had alerted me to the fact that they were looking for someone and it's it's acting it's for acting. musical theater he's yes, well no he's teaching but he's doing scene, scene study as well. he's doing scene, scene study that's oh, what he's teaching fantastic oh, but to get to your <clears throat> question so good i found because because i wasn't teaching i i filled in for kathleen here and there and, and filled in for various teachers and in private class work, but I'd never taught anything with a curriculum. Right. So that, that was completely new and very challenging. The big thing about parenting was because I didn't teach while I was doing the, doing, we were doing the heavy lifting with Leslie. I found that my relationship with my daughter so influenced how I dealt with the kids. Mm. Because they're basically, basically the almost same all age. the same age. Yeah, right. they're the same age yeah. as she is. Oh, the 20s, funny. Yeah. So, yes, and, and so I tried to be, in the way that a teacher is a kind of parental figure, and tried to, you know, keep at bay my deeply pedantic side. But I, I, it did really influence patience. Because I, I, I always found that when I was, I did my worst parenting with Leslie when I was impatient. And usually the impatience comes from a different source than actually dealing with your child. It's like, I'm late for the audition. Right. I got to get out of here. I don't have time for your 
that generally will lead you to disaster. You are speaking to my very soul right now. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, I, that's what I deal with, yeah. And so I found with the, uh, the students, some very talented kids, some with, obviously, some with more skill uh, than others, but patience was always, would lead to the greatest rewards. Mm. And not, you know, demanding results. But it sounds like patience is something to work towards. It's it takes effort. It, it does take effort. You have to bite your tongue. Mm. You have to go. I'm not going to deal with that now. I'm going to let that lie and just work on this other basic problem first. So it's similar to parenting. Well, I was going to say, how did that manifest itself as a parent for you? Well, unfortunately, some of it is in retrospect. <laughs> well, and that's that's good for us, as uh, you know, we're. You're in, you're looking at the rear view, view read the rear view mirror and we've got the whole highway right ahead the, of us. Uh, the worst parenting day I think I ever had. <laughs> Kathleen remembers the exact. I day. do. I know what he's going <laughs> to tell. I know the stories uh, he's going to tell. Yeah, it's a good one. It was a big snow day. Mm-hmm. And Leslie was in uh, uh, what do you call it? Preschool. Yeah, preschool up at uh, Riverside Week. Riverside day. Weekday, which is. Uh, which is ironically across the street from the Manhattan School. Uh, so I, it was a huge snow day. I said, I'm going to go pick up Leslie and I'll take a sled and I'll take her a snowsuit. And she had a ballet class after and I'll pull her down Riverside Drive in the, in the sled. Well, Leslie was at a point when she would only wear dresses. Oh, no. And the snowsuit had pants. <laughs> you see where this is put going. The pants oh, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I can't wear I, pants. I tried to be reasonable. I tried to say, and then finally, all right. Then I pulled her in the snow in her dress. Got down. She got freezing cold. I took her home and put her in the bathtub, and we skipped ballet class. Oh no! Because I was so pissed off. Really irate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, talk about impatience. So Frankie, Frankie was asking you, and I'm, I'm curious too. What what have you taken away as as how does it fuel and help your dark side or your um, ability as an artist? Does teaching help in any way? Well, the aha moment, the the moment when the students actually grasp what you're saying, is so gratifying. It's you know, I told Randy Graff, wonderful actor singer who teaches there too and we were both saying that that uh, the moment when they get it is worth any big round of applause or mm-hmm. yeah it's incredibly gratifying yeah wow. it, it is it's a, and it is yeah. like a parenting moment you're proud of the child yeah <laughs> Kathleen, you teach a lot of the businessy stuff at Juilliard. Although well, you teach mask now. I teach too, mask right? work now, yeah, yeah. And All I right. teach I mean, I teach so many different things. I've taught improv. That is awesome. I'm the mask teacher there now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. It's that so must, it's so that delicious. Must kind of balance it out actually, having that with the oh. business stuff. I was gonna ask if you if it ever gets um, having to talk about the ins and outs of the business side of it so much, if that ever gets to you in your own artistic life. I don't know. I, you know what it is? It's, a, it's a, all kind of being in a room with um, 
First of all, I love, now that I'm older, I love being with that generation. Mm-hmm. I love being with a new generation. They, they challenge me. They're interesting. It keeps me, you know, my brain going. I find that for me, teaching is, is, is my learning experience. It's totally, completely, it's like I have to get clear about what I think in order to communicate. And for me, that's just like my, and I love the, I love the puzzle of it. I love the puzzle of figuring out it. To me, it's like being in a rehearsal room. It's not really that much different. You're going in and you're with a group of people together and you're trying to figure out, okay, what are the keys we're going to try that are going to like make this new thing happen? And then like Boyd says, when you find that key, everyone in the room is dancing. We're all (laughs) super excited. And, and the part about, you know, having this this idea that I had, you know, so many years ago to start the business class at Juilliard just came from my own ignorance. It came from my own, I was, you know, left school having come from Montana and suddenly I had, I had my artist tools and my little, you know, kit, but I didn't have any business. I had no idea how to even begin to start. I didn't know what I was doing and I made lots of mistakes and I fumbled around and wasted time. And so when I went back and said, hey, listen, I, I've kind of figured some things out that maybe might be helpful. And, and so it's for me that feels more like a, I mean, we call it teaching, but it's, I don't think of my business class as teaching. I think of it as sharing. Right. It's a different, it's yeah. a different way of, of, of framing it for me. It's like, here's some things I want to share with you. And, and, and I take everything that anyone that I has, has been in a room with me goes, Hey, wait, tell your students this. And I'll say, Oh, you know, like the other day I was, I, I did a show in the fall and I was with someone who was in a class with me and he was, um, he said, Oh, listen, there's this new app and it's called Moodcaster. And you can, you can actually, um, for those people listening, it's kind of interesting because <laughs> uh, it's so new. So I can call in and you and I can actually do a self tape with you not being, so you could have self tape with your reader being here in New York. Oh. So it's all set up that you wow. could start the camera. Anyway, it's a very interesting app. And again, so, so I go, Oh, that's great. I'm going to tell my students that I'm not teaching them that I'm sharing that sure. I'm sharing like these things that I've learned. Right. And that other people have learned that share with me and that in the, in the room itself, we're, we're sharing it in a way. That's what we're doing right now. Isn't it? We're, yeah. Yeah. we're sharing. Well, I know for me, and I can speak for Leah too, because if we both took this class, the real world class, the real world. <laughs> I know, which now has a new name, which I never named. I want to keep saying that. I never okay, named right, this right. class. It's not trademarked. I didn't know it until it was on the board. Like right. two years later, I look on and said, oh, who the hell made it? But I think they didn't know what to call it. So that's what they made. Now it's you called Practicalities for the Artist. Well, <laughs> great, great. Regardless of the title, like, <laughs> you know, they teach us how to work on the play. They don't teach us how to get the play, and they don't teach us all the other stuff around the play, right? I didn't know how to do my taxes until I took your class, and now I organize my receipts. And after two years in prison? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's that's the thing that really helped me out. You know, I try not to talk about those two years. First first lesson on tax day, uh, Kathleen is don't take Kathleen (laughs) accounting advice. (laughs) Right. Don't go to prison. you, you, You provided a service, you know? Uh, uh, for us that were in the dark, you know, uh, uh, I graduated from Florida state, uh, undergrad. And I just remember that not knowing how to get a job, not knowing what, what, um, agents did, not knowing how to read a call sheet. I mean, these are all distinct things that you taught us. So when I was on my first day on set, I knew where to go, what my call time was. I knew everything because of you. When oh, thank when you, I Frank, started to so make kind. thank well, you. I, I really, really make, appreciate that. Started to make some money, and it, it becomes really complicated. And we have a, a CPA that actually was a Juilliard musician who's now no. an accountant. 
That's good. To, we got a little a Juilliard name that discount. I'll get. I'll add to the. Uh, I'll yeah. add them to the list of the packet of accounts. Donald Abel. Yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll share. Oh yeah, his info. yeah, yeah. I've heard. Uh, it, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, you you prepared us for that, you know, and and that's that's a rarity, unfortunately, you know, uh, in a lot of these programs that kind of class isn't being offered and that most of what we do is we deal with the business side you know we don't get to be as creative as often as we like a lot of the time and yeah so. well and there's also this i think it all started too with you know exactly it was interesting because leah mm -hmm. and i were chatting about this because there is um and it's what you're doing so beautiful with this podcast as well is that there's the idea of of of, of the work and then there's the lifestyle of the actor and you get to make a you get to make a choice. It's like I love the work, but maybe I don't love the lifestyle. Well, what is the lifestyle? You won't understand what the lifestyle of an actor is until you actually are in the pond and swimming inside of it and knowing what that means and how you build a life that is separate from the work that gives you right. meaning. And you know, so this whole di you know, idea of not putting off having a family, and and actually, you know, I say you have to if that's something you want, you have to put it on your vision board, because I know too many women who've woken up one day and went, oh, I, I meant, I meant to have a family, you know, and I don't think I have a, a, a dear friend, I don't think she mind my saying, uh, Cameron Manheim, who she chose to, you know, and I know someone else, you know, freeze your eggs or have it, uh, an, uh, maybe even an unconventional way to have your child, mm -hmm. not the conventional way of getting married or whatnot. I'll, I'll just have it independently. I'll go someplace and get a sperm and I'll just, you know, because if that's important to you, because we do have biological clocks. So, and, and again, that doesn't mean everyone needs to do that because right. that's not for everyone. It's absolutely not. But you also don't want to end up in a position where you made choices to delay something because you felt, well, this isn't the right time or this isn't the right time. There, right. there is never a right time to make that choice. That's right. That's right. Or that you, you, you put the choice onto the work, onto right. the business. And that's, that's when you're going to get yourself into trouble. And so again, it's very empowering that you said, no, I want this. And here's what we're going to do in order to make this happen. And, and we're going to choose, right. That Frankie's going to maybe still pursue this a little bit, but I'm going to go over here to this sideline for right now. And yet you're still, you know, I'm curious if this actually doing this podcast actually fulfilled, because I remember you and I talked about it right when you were starting it <laughs> and about that you were hoping that this would help fill some of the, um, you know, your artistic self need. I mean, it's definitely, it has given me, again, that power to put something out into the world without someone telling me that I'm, I can, or without someone mm. else giving me the job. So that has been very good. Um, but I've been making it now for five years. And so it, the thing that I've been dealing with recently while I'm trying to figure out how I can get back into acting is that I never meant this to be my only creative outlet. Right, right. And so part of that's on me. Like I'm trying to figure out, I've never been a writer besides journaling and things like that, but I'm trying to figure out like what are the things I can do mm -hmm. on Google Docs while I'm at this day job, you know? Like I need to take the initiative to um, not wait for Frankie to book the next TV show to allow myself to be creative again. Because I think I've been doing that just because I'm busy and I'm tired and I'm a mom yeah, and I have a full-time yeah. job and I'm making a podcast <laughs> in my free time. And tired is big when um, they're little. It's yeah. so real. Yeah. It's so not a joke. But I need I need to take that responsibility to have a different creative outlet. Cause it, but the podcast is great and it has kept me involved in the community and it does make me feel connected. Um, but I, I need something else. Mm. You know? No, I do know. <laughs> I hear you. It, it it strikes me, I mean, because I'm 10 years older than Kathleen and a 
about 140 years old. Than <laughs> than two you of too. You. <laughs> uh, the math is right. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the self-generated projects are, are something that when I when I got out of school, which is in 1970, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, those were very few and far between. I, I think I've really had one self-generated project that I did 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it led to some things, but it was also, it also cost me a fortune. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's really different now. I mean, the, just the internet and the phone camera the phone camera. <laughs> yeah, you just dated yourself. Boy. Camera phone. <laughs> the, the phone, the camera in the phone. Yes, there you yeah, go, that's right. basically. Yeah. The camera yeah. in the phone. Yeah. I've changed everything. Everything. Yeah. 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 Everything. I mean, this podcast being proved positive. Yeah. That's right. And we don't have to wait around for somebody to give us a job. Yeah. Right. right? We'll but if exactly an, what you did. If you're an interpretive artist as opposed to a, a genuinely in the strict sense, creator. A creator, artist. yeah. Creator. Then you're more vulnerable. Right. And so it's well, what we're really almost all looking for is collaboration. Yeah. So yeah, you have to yeah. reach out. Yeah. Finding your artistic collaborators is a a big a big part of surviving. Hmm. So I think if you find the right, which is what you're saying, this podcast keeps you connected to the... Oh my gosh. To, and I'm so inspired by everyone I have on. But having the conversation is a very, you know, it's one hour every week or two, you know? Right, right. Well, and there's so many issues that you're passionate about outside of the arts that you've been able to f discover within the podcasting, you know, uh, uh, parenting in the arts and uh, sobriety. I mean, mm. you, that, that mm. you've, you've, you've sought other uh, artists and had these conversations that then inspire more conversations. Mm -hmm. And you've advised four or five other people to start their own podcasts. And, and they get to see them <laughs> you've running yeah, out into the yeah. wild. You have more than one baby that's growing <laughs> up out there. Yeah. That's exciting. But also like seeing a little kid. It, I think about our training at Juilliard all the time, just watching her. I'm Obviously, curiosity is like the basis of all. But that openness. Of all, yeah, oh. art. And I think about, I remember... What was his name? Floyd King, who taught at Juilliard oh, for a yeah, while. Yeah, was yeah. that his name? Yeah. He was at, like he was a, a clown, Shakespeare but, theater but Shakespeare actor. theater, a DC actor. He taught some Shakespeare there for a while. Oh, wow. This is like you're missing I Boyd's think. before me and then, right? I honestly, sorry, Floyd, I don't remember anything else from your class, but you did say one helpful thing, which was well, like the, he, he was a Michael Kahn era guy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, he it. did say something about like Shakespeare always being about wonder, that everything was about wonder. And I think about mm. that constantly mm. with Ceci. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, will, I won't be surprised because there's also sometimes, you know, a child also opens up possibility for your creative outlet. You write a children's book. You have right. a children's I was going to ask if you ever uh, I sure ended up collaborating with Leslie along the way with the camera, the phone camera. <laughs> with a, <laughs> the camera in phone the camera, phone. Phone camera. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, every day with your kid yeah. is, if you are an active parent, is an actual creative endeavor because they are inherently creative you know you have your you know i remember the day that she was someone threw someone threw uh, sand in her eyes 
at a playground and she was and she was crying and she was upset and she wanted to retaliate and I remember okay we need some creative ideas here and so we created an entire world where we were throwing sand at something inanimate to get revenge but not at a person mm. do you know what I mean <laughs> so it's like you know what I mean like the the, the creative thinking of of you know is is exciting actually being a parent um uh it's part of the, the joy of it I think well, and the defeat of killing it at this one children's book, and now she doesn't want to read it anymore. It's like, well, that's one of my great performances. <laughs> that's true. The, that's the, true. The pigeon Which and the, the hot book? dog. Oh. Like, and now and I do it in Spanish, right? And, oh. what, el, el, uh, what is it? The, now I'm blanking on the name. But El, el Perro Caliente, right? The hot dog. Oh. Right? Yeah. And I got funny voices, and I'm dying to do it. But she's <laughs> on to the next, you know? And that's that was one of my great... Le Leslie... Um, First of all, almost always, the first words out of her mouth were, tell me, tell me a story. story. Oh, oh, my God. Always. Tell me a story. Nonstop. And, and of course, as the closer it got to bedtime, the more desperate that, <laughs> tell, me <a> story. <laughs> tell me a story. It was the only way we could punish her. It's the only thing oh, you could no. say to Leslie. Took stories that was away. the only way you took stories away. That wow. would be the thing. It's like, you're not going to get a story tonight. Oh, my gosh. She was I like, just, if you send her to I, a room, totally happy. I it had that really thought this morning. I was yeah. like, oh, this is so powerful. I read her like 12 books today yeah. in the morning in, in the two cruel. hours I was it's with her. It's too cruel. It is cruel. It's cruel, it is. but <laughs> it, it, it matters so much to her. And yeah. I, I guess this is a spontaneous question that I have. Uh, is this most kids or is this like the child of actors, the importance of stories? So that came so before she so had any early. realization that we what, what right. we did, but we also had we were really lucky because we had um, two wonderful, amazing babysitters who were both actors, mm -hmm. right? And so you have already built-in creative people, and they read creatively, and they're like, right. you know, what I mean, that's it's just been like, the case for us as well, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's so awesome. that tradition continues. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, it's it's an community, and so it's just, yeah, yeah, it's but works it, out for everybody. It works out for everybody because you have really creative, yeah, it's, people in their lives. Yeah, it's uh, every child should have that joy of being read to that much and being told that story because we are naturally story driven human beings as a species. It's our one thing that elevates us beyond right is art and our ability to to tell stories and to I mean sitting around the fire goes clear back you know every every human on the planet wants to be told a story or near human near mm. human yeah yeah it's yeah. <laughs> a beautiful thing yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to wrap up here in just a moment. I brought something special to read. Can I? Oh, yes. 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 I want to. Please so do. When we talk about the dark side, when you said this is kind of what this is about, I. Mm -hmm. So we had a teacher. Um, boy, did you guys have Marion Seldes? No. Because Marion was Seldes. I met her. Seldes. She came to see us when we did the misanthrope my fourth year. But I, oh, we did you not. Did, you did kind of see her. So the thing for those of you who don't know Marion, she has since passed, but um, she is known for doing 1,809 Broadway performances of Death Trap. And so she holds the world's record for the most. <laughs> durable actress wow. and she was a divine 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 human being um and uh uh, she says she has many she's written a wonderful book but she said many amazing things and and i would say this is a great way to end this was from marion so she says first of all and all the time be kind be kind to yourself hold yourself dear it is impossible to be of any value to others if you do not value yourself Everyone is making his or her own way in the world the best way they know how. When did we become so final in our judgments of people? We have to make big leaps, and those leaps lead to mistakes. We learn from those. We also learn from the mistakes of others. We're all in this journey together, helping each other, supporting each other. 
be kind, love the journey, and those taking it with you. Okay, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean, I'm already there. I, wow. Yeah. It's Isn't that beautiful? Lovely. Yeah. Thank you all. This was Thank such you. a delight. Thank you for having Thank you. us. Thank you. Thank you. valuable to your life as an artist and would like to support the ongoing production of The Compass, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thecompasspodcast. Pledges start at as little as $1 a month. Anything you can give would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you have a moment, please rate or review in iTunes. Every little bit helps other listeners to find the podcast. I'd like to thank the following people for their generosity. The Compass cover art is by Kim Miller, music by Brandon Spieth, audio assistance from Nick Choksi, and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.